mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Again, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive with us. He's out in Aurora. Colfax and 225. And if you want to know more about Ken, just go to the website, drive-radio.com. Ken Hilferty also with us from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling, Colorado, which, you know, Kent and Judy now are also doing some window tinting and things like that. So if there's anything along those lines, especially if you've got a custom car or something like that and you want some extra care, given to it i would highly recommend you run it up there to them and they'll take care of it we'll take care of it so easy enough all right let's do this uh who's longest bernard bernard is next go ahead bernard are you there bernard yeah there we go uh, who bought sinclair oil who bought sinclair oil yeah somebody just bought them uh well, you are the first one to inform me of such, so I do not know the answer to that. Yeah, it begins with an H. Anyway, so I, I've always I've liked them because they're local deposits. Uh, they get their oil from uh, Wyoming and Montana and North Dakota. So, if that's true, that they're bought out, so Holly Frontier Corp. Does the same them. thing. Frontier Corp. Holly Frontier Corp. is who bought Holly. And as the H. Okay. Yep. Holly Frontier. Uh, I, I don't know Holly Frontier, by the way. Yeah, me neither. Um, Who else does that? I, I'm ge- yeah, $2.6 billion. I'm guessing, though, Bernard, that you know, given the supply chain and all of that and how they've done things and so on, I mean, I can't say this with certainty because I don't know the company, but I would assume most of what they're doing won't change. They'll just keep rolling along like they always have would be my guess. Okay. All right. I mean, given that they've got yeah, refineries okay. and pipelines, and, and from what I'm reading, they bought everything. So all of what I just said comes with the deal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just, uh, okay. Yes, yeah, so That was, and then, by the way, that's been a little everything. bit, that's been a little bit in the past. And I guess maybe that's why I didn't really look at it. That was last August that that, that was actually talked about now when the deal closes i'm trying to see that in this particular article uh supposed to close mid 2022 so probably not even a done deal yet okay gotcha thanks john you're very welcome no thank you for uh bringing that to my attention i did not know that i was not aware of that eric in denver you're next sir hey you guys i want to throw in my two cents on the question of the day yes i uh uh the first vehicle I ever owned was when I was 15. I didn't even have a driver's license yet, and it was a 1956 Chevy pickup. And uh, we bought it at the flea market. With power windows. Over... All right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, about two miles north of 
I-70 on Federal, there was a flea market next to the odds and ends, and that's where we bought it. For, uh, hmm. My dad bought it for me. He said, you, you're not supposed to drive it, though, but I did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I got it. They stopped me, and they gave me a ticket for driving with no driver's license. And then my dad gave me it, gave it to me, you know. <laughs> oh, gee. But uh, uh, if you know it's a 56 because on the back uh, wall of the cab, you know, on the corners, there's some corner windows there. Yeah. On on the 56, but I think it was 58 when they did away with those corner windows. Uh, I believe you are correct, and I should know that from memory, but I believe you're correct. Yeah, that's how you'll know it's before 58, because it looks it's the same truck. They never changed the uh, style hardly at all. They call it like a six-window or something? I think that's what they called it. Yeah, there were two window corner windows. Right, right in and, the... Um, five, I think they called them fives, the actually, five, window. five windows. Oh, okay. I thought those were earlier, like early 50s. Oh, okay. And it, it had a starter pedal, too. Yes. Oh. It's very common for that era. Yeah. A starter pedal, and do you know where the gas tank was? Behind, behind the, the seat, seat, probably, right? Right, behind yeah. the seat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I had... Had that old 72 that I finally sold this winter, but, yeah, even that 72 had a yeah, tank can. behind the seat. Some yeah, of them can. had it under the seat. You sat on the tank. <laughs> yeah, the old Jeeps were that way. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, old Jeeps were. Yeah. And, and I, I wish I could – if somebody knows those those eras of pickups better than I, please let us know on the on those round – you know, on those, those corner windows because that era I don't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, because they were just a curved – they were curved, weren't they? The glass was curved. Correct. With the right. Right. had body. a one-piece back window that kind of curved around. Oh, is that what it was? Some of them had a small flat one in the middle. Oh, and okay. Then later, they had that big curved window all the way around. Oh, okay. For some reason, I remembered well, a like a smaller oval-shaped curve. Well, those were the earlier ones, which I thought ended the, in '54. Had the oh, okay. like the '52, '53s had that five-window cab with the one on the corner on the back. Oh, right, like three windows in the back is what they. Had. Uh, oh yeah, right. Okay, so, that, yeah, okay. So, but that that particular the fifty five and up, I don't remember Eric on those. I'm sorry. Yeah, well that's okay. It had a one one oval shaped window and then the two corner windows, and um, you know the bed of the truck, it it was so rotten you could actually see down. Oh yeah, that there. was common. Yeah, wood floors. Yeah, yeah. Right, you could actually see. Big gaping holes, the ground and and the, the rear end. You know? Are you sure that wasn't a '54, Eric? Um, it's possible. You know, that I thought the '56s had the full wrap, like Kent just said. I thought '54 was the last year they did the the five window trucks with the little little you know corner windows. Um, it's possible that they had more of a, you know, the truck itself had a more rounded look to it yeah, than the, right, than the 55 50s. and up did. Yeah. It, it's possible because, you know, that I'm 64, that this was like in, you know, 1969 or something. You know? I'll so, bet it was a 54. I'll bet. Yeah, 53 yeah. And the 54 is for sure. Cause here's the other thing. I think in 55, they went to a, a key start. I think the last year that they did that foot pedal start, was 54, I want to say. About right. Okay, it probably was a 54 or earlier then. I think that's right, a- because, again, I don't I don't think they, they had a key. Fit the 55 and up, I think, had a regular key start. It was still on okay. the dash, but you didn't have to use the pedal on top of the starter, the button on the starter. 
the floor starter right. is good theft deterrent. No one is. No, no one, one knows how, how to use, use them. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right because this was so long ago. You know, <laughs> <laughs> memory memory might not uh, serve so well. well. <laughs> I t- and I'll tell you, to, in today's world, those fifty fours are worth. A, I mean, they're worth a fortune now. They really are. Fifty-five, yeah, fifty-sixes. You, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have kept it. You should you know, have. Yeah. Yes. But yes. at the time, I I didn't think there there was. Uh, any worth to it and there was no really you can't really make out with a girl in, a, in that truck you know so. <laughs> pretty tight <laughs> well when you're younger you know you'll you you just make it work yeah <laughs> yeah it's it because it, you're up high and if you start making out with her everybody sometimes I, I, it didn't I, matter I, I, did I, it? <laughs> <laughs> depends on the girl oh, you guys that's funny yeah, but anyway, that was mine. Mine is pretty crazy. Most people have never had anything. Yeah, else, right. You know? no, power yep. windows, that, that's that, good. That age, so yeah. I still have a couple of the foot starter, the early General Motors. So yeah? They don't have power windows, though. No, they didn't. No, but they had a foot starter. They have a foot starter. That's right. Yeah. Good right. stuff. Eric, as always, okay, I appreciate it, man. Really, really do appreciate it very much. Let's go to Dennis real quick before we take a break. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Dennis, go ahead. Hey John, appreciate it. I've got that. I I reached out to you about a rearview mirror. Yes, uh, on your Dodge or your yeah, Ram. Sure. I'm sorry, I always call them Dodges. Me it's too. a Ram. I know. Still I get it. It's, Still a Dodge yeah, to me. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> it, yeah. What uh, it's, it has all the goodies on. How do I access that? Is that through the back cover on the outside, snapping off? Yes. The... Well, just on okay. the inside of the door. Just take the little cover off, and there'll be the three bolts there. Are you talking the rearview mirror rear on the mirror. windshield well, or I, the outside? No, rearview rear mirror on the door. On the door. Okay. How, now, how about getting to the rearview mirror inside if I can try to repair it? Oh, you mean the in, so so what you want to do? You have to take that whole mirror off the truck, and then you can get to the inside assembly. It's difficult. Don't break anything taking it apart. That mirror is held on with little oh round little ball th- attachment things that everything yes. kind of hooks together to move that mirror around. Yeah, it's probably okay. a set screw holding it to the glass, and probably yeah. has. A little ball. Okay. If you get a flashlight okay. and kind of get the mirror tilted out, you can see back behind it as to how it functions. Yeah, I'll take my little mirror and take a look back yeah. in there. Take okay. it off the glass first. That. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do a favor for me, John? Yes. Yeah, I heard. I I heard. Uh, oh, Warren talking up there that he was quitting the welding business and getting rid of his truck and such. He's got a lot of time on his hands. I wonder if he wouldn't mind spending a little more time keeping this wind up there in Wyoming for us. I'd sure appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish he would do I that I think we as told well. him to keep it there. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he apparently is not doing a very good Precisely. job. Precisely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have you're the, you're the, thank you, Dennis. You're the man. You're I appreciate bad. it very much. Yeah, for everybody's backstory, um, I think uh, Dennis was someplace and got the mirror a little too close or the car wash or something in it. It, it yeah that yeah that mirror needs some help now so it, it, it those rearview mirrors yeah they can they hang out there it can it can happen so James hang tight we'll come right back to you lines open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred at Napa Auto Parts we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over eighty years probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores nationwide. 
Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Uh, by the question of the day, what is your first vehicle you ever owned with power windows? James in Denver, you're next. Yeah, I had a 54 Chevy, and it had the solid window across the front. And that's the only uh, year that I remember they had the solid windshield. All the others uh, before that in that body style had a bar down the middle. Oh, the split windshield. On the front yeah. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you're, I think you're correct. Uh, first one they put a solid window in it for Chevy. Yeah, and Chevy had some pretty good runs of different uh, uh, styles. Uh, the, that particular one I was like 49 through 54. I really like that, and I also like uh, the uh, 61 through uh, 71. Uh, I mean, 67 through 71. Yes, 72 actually was the last year. 
Right, right. I, I really like that. Those uh, two uh, runs of their stuff. Yeah, agree. All right. Hey, thanks to uh, James. Glad to be part of the show. Th- thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining us, Marty in Colorado Springs. You're next. Hi, John. How we doing, Glad Marty? Show, to, show today. Um, I got more information for you on those '54, '55 Chevy pickup trucks. Sure. And I'm a Ford guy, so you can just decide I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) In 55, Chevrolet had a first series and a second series. The first series looked more like the 54s. They had a slightly curved one-piece windshield. And then later in 55, they brought out the truck that everybody thinks of as a 55, 57 Chevy. Okay. You're correct. I I remember that. So Series 1, Series 2. Got it. Yeah. And the first car I had with power windows is a truck I still have, an 02 GMC 3500 cabin chassis. There you go. Yep. So on the Series 1, so really it was a 50, I mean, essentially it was a 54 just it was a 55 until they came out with the the later model one what second half of the year or something marty is that right something like that i don't know which month production started sure but the the, the 54s people forget that they had a curved uh windshield yeah and they made one year of that only it's one year of that body style okay as far as, as far as I know, they look they look like the rest of the fifty threes, but yeah, but they're a little the grill and stuff's different. different. I'm looking at one now. The grill's different. The grill and windshield are yep. totally yeah. different. Yeah, grill and windshield's totally different. It's it's by it's all it's all by itself basically. Yep. Absolutely weird. Pretty I mean, good, pretty good for a Ford guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, no. That's and again, thank you because I again that's an era that I mean I have to go off of memory and I didn't I didn't live at that time so you're right. No idea. Well, and, and and back then too, when we were even teenagers, you know the the we weren't into trucks no. maybe so much. Or well, the, especially the trucks that weren't as popular. era because they were. Well, no offense, they weren't the greatest of trucks. So even when we started driving in the mid seventies or so, those trucks weren't that they weren't around. There wasn't a plethora of them. What, right, exactly, and yeah, and we drove cars. They were worn out by yeah, then, and, and we drove. Yeah. They wanted a fast car. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't fast. They were big, heavy, and ugly. <laughs> big, heavy, ugly. Most people didn't want them. If you had yeah. one, you you know you rarely you know drug it out and did anything with it. They had a splash. You know the earlier trucks, of course, had a splash oil system in them, and and they you know they Hammer just weren't that great. Twenty thousand miles. Yeah, they weren't that done. great of a vehicle. I'm yeah. sorry, they just weren't. Yeah. Right, Marty. <laughs> Uh, th- that's true. I've got got a buddy who had his has his daddy's truck with uh, independent front suspension, 350 Chevy motor, yeah, and and it's beautiful and painted. And now he's getting ready to cut the roof, not to chop it, but to put those a curved quarter in. <laughs> well, even you know, and th- those yeah. particular vehicles, it was the same engine that went all the way up into the mid '60s. A lot of guys would take because I did this myself. You could take like a a 62 Chevy sure. straight six with the full pressure, you know, full oil pressure, everything bolted in. It was exactly the same configuration, but you could take one of those earlier. I did this on a 48. You could take one of those later model 62 engines, Drive put it in swap. that 48, and have a drivable car Make at the end of the day. Yeah. A little yeah. more power and speed. With well, that yeah, I mean, yeah, it right. wasn't a lot more yeah. power, but it was enough that it actually made it a drivable pickup at that point. Because yeah. no offense, those early ones with that splash engine, uh, splash, you know, splash oil, spl- splash 
oily, can't talk, <laughs> splash engine oiling system. They just weren't that powerful. You know that, Marty. 46 is probably the last year they made that engine. Yep. In 47, they switched I, it over. I, I'm yeah. thinking 54 cars got away from Babbitt bearings that had insert They bearings. did. They were better. Yeah. Well, the small block and came it, along, too, in 55, yeah. as you know, Marty. Yeah. All righty. Nice talking to you. You bet, Marty. No, thanks for that. I appreciate that. Sort of a trip down uh, memory, refreshing my memory when it comes to memory lane. Wayne and Greeley, you're up, sir. Good morning, John. How are you? Straighten us out, Wayne. You remember some of this, too. Hey, my dad had one of those, my stepdad had one of those sitting beside the garage, those pickups. Uh, I don't know what year it was. He got it from Well County Shops up here. It was a shop pickup. Uh, had the four on, you know, the big old granny tranny and, and the six-cylinder. But that thing really ran, and it had the corner windows. I don't remember what the back window was like, if it was round or square or what, but it was a small window. It wasn't a big window. And then they had the little curved uh, white or curved windows on the corners. And I wanted to buy it from him. I was just went in the Navy, hadn't been in the Navy too long, he decided to park it, and I wanted to buy it from him, and he said he wouldn't sell it to a relative. <laughs> so he ended up selling it to somebody else for a little bit of nothing, which really upset me. Uh, it was pretty well. I mean, it was. Uh, it had its scratches and dings, and sure. it was faded. It had a big old metal uh, uh, guard in the front of it, grill guard in the front. And it had big, heavy bumpers and everything, and uh, the county, like I say, it had been a county truck. And um, I, I wanted it badly, but he wouldn't sell it to me. Uh, I didn't catch the first part of the show, John. I'm sorry, but you were talking. I didn't know if it was the car's first car you had. or the first, first car you had with power windows. Oh, well, I <laughs> I don't remember that. I uh and the first car I had was an old 38 Chevy with a stuffing coming out of the seats, but uh, bought that when I was 15 and uh, took it home, and <laughs> nobody was very happy about it. But anyway, I just thought it, uh, you, nope. that was going down memory lane, that old pickup. It was a green one, and I remember seeing it sat there for ages, and I wanted it so bad, and he wouldn't sell it. To wow, me. wow. Good stuff, Wayne, as always. Uh, always nice talking. Oh, likewise, Wayne. Thank you. I did do some looking up as Wayne and some of you guys were talking. So uh, this comes off of oldcustomcars.com. So Chevy continued with the advanced design body, which was that, you know, 53 and older, 54 and older, you know, body style. What was it? 40, I got to look here, 47 to 53. Uh, until March of 1955. That's when Chevy redesigned the body style and they called the New Design Task Force Series. With the new streamlined look, new style grille, wraparound windshield, hidden running boards, and being available with a V8 and a 12-volt electrical system. I forgot about that. The new task force design quickly became a favorite of many. Now, the 55 Chevy truck is known as the first series and the 55 Chevy truck second series. The 55 first series truck being available for only three months makes it makes the first series a somewhat rare truck that is often confused with the 54. So they only made that series 1 that looked like a 54 for 3 months. So there's not too many of those floating around. Jeff and Steamboat Springs, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John, how are you? Good, That's sir. Good to hear from, hey, good to hear from Warren again. Yes, always. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to tell you I had a great experience again 
with Novus Glass. I was down scouting. I'm down here on the front range now, but I was down scouting, and I had a got a chip in my windshield on the old all road, Audi all road. Yeah. And those guys got it. This uh, fixed it so quick, you can't even tell there was a a ding in it. Nice. Good. Great. Great guys. Yeah, uh, and that and that was a Lynn and Aurora. So yeah, guys, I appreciate that. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And uh, otherwise, I can't remember what my first electric window we had had some sedans that the back window the, the very back window on a sedan would go down and it was electric oh that's right is that a ford or a mercury product oh, I, I can't remember some of those did have a back window yeah, that rolled down Lincoln, yeah four doors a back window rolled down hmm. yeah um i'm looking and it's not just the and again, everybody thinks that modern SUVs and stuff were the first ones to have that. That's not true. Uh, Mercury no. Mercury Breezeway, does that sound right? That sounds right, yep. That's okay. Right. 63 to 68 Mercury Breezeway. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that, that Ralph Nader must have probably shut that one down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your kid that, falling that, out the back. Yeah, right. that, that, and the, that and the station wagon like your... Ad for Napa says all the time with two seats facing backwards. They right, <laughs> right. We've all ridden in that one. Yep. yep. Grew God, up I in those. That. I wish I had one. <laughs> oh man, yeah, me too. I, I actually, if I if I could find one of those, Jeff, I'd buy one. The Vista Cruisers, I'd buy one of those if I could find one. Roll the window down, get yeah. some exhaust yep. in the back. No, I'd buy one. Those are rare. You can't find them hardly. <laughs> no, and we uh, when they were making those last Buicks. Uh, uh, Electras and things, and they had a wagon and they had a sedan. Uh, they weren't the prettiest cars, but it was had to be in the 90s, I think, when they made the last ones. And uh, we were doing a commercial up in uh, Northern California with those. And uh, we almost lost a couple of the picture cars because the caterer, we were out in a field in some ranch, and the caterer caught the field on fire. Oh, no. Almost burned up the picture car. Oh, man. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Yeah, right. No. Uh, that would have been a bad one. But anyway, thanks. I always love You're the awesome. I look, I look forward to Saturdays. Just thanks, so Jeff. Work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road 
Rover you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself. Kent from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling with us today, and then Ken Rackley from Tech Automotive is with us. He stepped out for a moment, but he'll be back with us here in a second. Dan and Monument, you are next. we got lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. But, Dan, you're next. Yes. Uh, I've been using Novus. I've used them twice in the last six months here in Colorado Springs. Outstanding. Thank I mean, you. These guys really know what they're doing. Yes, they do. And the, the workers are very nice people, so I, I applaud what they're doing. Thank you. Uh, the main reason I called was uh, the electric Corvette mm-hmm. that's been announced. It's uh, right. a hybrid first and then an E-Ray all-electric second right. down the road. What do you think, John? I'm thinking the hybrid may be a real interesting vehicle. Yeah, 20, they announced that. They're talking 2024. It'll be an all-wheel drive, which will be very you know, interesting, especially in our area where it'll make that vehicle probably a little more usable year-round. I mean, granted, the ground clearance and such isn't going to be what you would think of for a you know, all-wheel drive type vehicle. But, you know, you just get some regular ice or snow or something along those lines. Will it be, you know, something that, you know, a Colorado driver could potentially use all year-round? 
Oh, I don't know if that's exactly what they're looking for in the vehicle. I think they're looking more for the off-the-line power and, and, and such. You know, the traction of, you know, traction side of it is probably more of what they're looking at, Dan. Will, will it be somewhat of a game-changer? Oh, I, I'm, I'm done predicting. I don't know. I, I really don't know, Dan. I, to, a, to a purist, probably not. But to people that would maybe enter into the performance car market that don't care about you know, things being totally pure rear-wheel drive and things like that. Uh, you know, think about this. You know, R8s have been all-wheel drive for a long time. Some of the 911s are all-wheel drive. So it's not like it hasn't been in the performance world before. It's almost like Chevy's catching up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about the hybrid, though, he put two electric motors, is what they're talking about up front, more than 200-something horsepower. Right. And then you add all-wheel drive. I mean, you've got something that really goes. But the question becomes on the hybrid, whether or not it's a plug-in hybrid or just a regular hybrid. Yeah, and I, I, and I'm sorry, Dan, you might know more about this than I. I don't know if they even announced or said if, it was, if the hybrid's going to be a plug-in hybrid or just a regular hybrid. I don't know. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't announce that. Do you know if the Cadillac that's coming out is a plug-in hybrid or is it just a, a hybrid? Now I think that one from from what I've seen, I think that one is a plug-in. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, well, they again, I, the I'm not, I, I've not, not, and I haven't seen either of these. You know, in I mean, all I'm looking at is what you guys have been able to see as well. I've I've got no inside info on this at all. Yeah. Well, what did happen was the management <clears throat> back there in uh, Michigan, Corvette management was moved into the electrical, uh, the electric side of the house. Correct. So the so EV that, side of the house. Yeah, the EV side of the house. So that. Well, they don't have any choice. I mean, if they're going to go all electric yeah. by 2030, which is General Motors' goal, which, by the way, I think is a very stupid yeah. goal as far as I'm concerned. But that's their yeah. that's their yeah. goal. That's what's being pushed from the top down. You don't have any choice but to bring the performance. If you're going to keep making performance cars, you, you're going to have to do that. And that's they're going to have to do it to compete. Let's face it, you know, even Stellantis or, you know, Dodge has talked about moving the, the Chargers and Challengers that direction. I mean, you, you know, they're already doing it inside the Ford. You've already read it, you know, all about the Ford end of it. In fact, Ford now... Uh, there was an announcement this last week that Ford and Honda, neither one, are going to be at the SEMA show for 2022. Wow. Well, kind of tells you the direction these men you've... And, and again, do I agree or disagree? I disagree. I think this is the wrong yeah. direction. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are doing it off of political pressure, not of what the really the market wants. I think this is going to be an opportunity for some in the marketplace, you know, manufacturers in the marketplace that continue to make some of the cars we know today to keep making those cars and do very well. The problem is going to be, Dan, and this is what I don't have an answer to, is how long can some of these manufacturers put up with you know what is political pressure coming their way to electrify their whole fleet? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. They did say they're keeping the standard engine in the hybrid. The gas engine will be, you know, mid-engine, and then add the two electrical motors. Correct. So that, then you got the E-Ray. It's all electric. Right. So, but that's quite a ways down the road. So. And you know, will they all sell? Right, well. you know, will they sell all of these? The answer is they. Yeah, I mean, they most likely. I mean, they build such limited numbers of these particular vehicles, anyways, Dan. That you and I both know they'll sell all that they build. It's just, is it going to change the marketplace? Is it going to make an original? You know, full bore, gas powered, you know, 
Corvette, even the C8, worth more money? I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. have a crystal ball. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a good weekend, John. You do the same, Enjoy. Dan. No, great questions okay. and great thought process. And I, I, I don't have an answer, guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, yeah. The electric, they run good. They do. You know, I mean, performance-wise, I mean, long. I, yeah. I, don't I know. know. I mean, I, I, I drove one. I mean, I drove yeah, my sure. Bolt today. I mean, You're right. as far as actual drivability goes, I can't take anything away from the electric vehicle as far as that's concerned where it falls off and we all know this is if you're going to drive a long distance you know kent you know you drive how how many miles a day from from the farm into work well it's 90 miles one way so it's 180 miles round trip now my chevy bolt will do that 180 round trip in the summer now in the winter you're going to be hard-pressed to make that. Now, you could go to the shop, plug in, charge back up, and then drive back home, and you would be okay. But as far as an actual 180 in the winter, dead of winter, zero degrees outside, it, that's it's marginal at that point. Yeah. Well, and, and service vehicles, you know, fleet vehicles, stuff like that, service vehicles where you're out, you don't know how long you're going to be out. You don't yeah, know, know what your trip is going to be that day. You know, you can't have something that's like, Oh, well, I can't take that truck today. I have to take this truck over here because... Well, the range anxiety you know, is a real thing, yeah, and you're, yeah, you're going to yeah. see. Now, well, the other thing you've seen, and I was going to talk about this anyway, so great segue. So, so thanks, by the way, for, for you know, calling in, all of you. Uh, Amazon announced yesterday, and Ford did this as well, its first quarterly loss in seven years. This is Amazon. A loss of $3.4 billion for the quarter ending March 31st, 2022. The reason is... They did a big write-down of the stock value that they hold in Rivian. They own an 18. Amazon owns 18% of Rivian, and I don't remember what Ford's stake is. I think 12% or so. So between uh, Ford and Amazon, they own a good portion of Rivian. Well, Rivian stock came way down because they're not, re- you know, they're not reaching projections and some of the speculation that's been going on there and so on. So between Amazon and Ford both combined, they lost about $9 billion between the two of them is what they wrote down between Ford and Amazon because of the losses in essentially right now Rivian. Um, Where is all this going to head when it comes to the EV side of it? Uh, Guys, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, the supply is on both I mean, whether it be gas or electric, the, just the supply chain or just supply raw raw materials, I guess. Right. Um, no, you're is, right. You know, it's just uh, it's real tough. I mean, it just, you know, with the lithium, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, my, I my fear on all this is anytime, and I, I've talked about this during the week, but anytime you have the government pushing a particular right. product versus the actual marketplace pushing the product, it never goes as well as intended. And I can go back in time and think about some of the things that have happened that way. And if some of you listening have any examples, feel free to call in. But typically speaking, when government pushes a particular product or a particular design or of a product idea or an idea product. even, yeah, when they push it versus the you know capitalism versus the capital market doing that, they typically don't end the same way. That's my fear right now of 
the whole EV market. Is there is there some great technology and some great things there that work well? Sure. Absolutely oh, there yeah. is. But anytime you've got the government pushing it versus the customer demand asking for it, it never ends the same way. That's my fear with right where we're at right now with well, EVs. Anytime you get outside of Metro City, that range on your electric vehicle is a very big issue. It's huge. Very issue. It's a, it's a city, and I've said this numerous times from owning one, it's a city-only vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Right, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. I mean, what I'm using it for, you know, my driving, you know, 80 miles a day back and forth, you know, to the station and being able to charge overnight and do the things I do with the vehicle, does it work well for me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Now, I'm also unique. I've got a vehicle where if it's super snowy out or I need to take a trip up to the mountains or I want to go across country, I can go hop in that car. And You've got multiple I've vehicles. I've got multiple You've vehicles, got, yeah, right. exactly. I'm unique. Yeah. Now, right. if you're driving my Bolt only, you're going to have to figure something else out if you leave the city. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to Grand Junction? Yeah. You know, it's going to be a two-day trip. Yeah. You're going to stop along yeah. the way and charge up yeah. someplace. You're going to have to. You're not going to make it otherwise. Yeah. I talked to a gentleman yesterday. He has a 22 model Tesla. Mm-hmm. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Thinks nothing bad wrong, but he lives in the city. Right. Yeah. And he loves the technology. It has some very interesting technology oh, it does. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said this this last week, and for those of you listening that don't know this, you know, Tesla, in a lot of where its value has come from, is Tesla's a data company. Yes, they're building cars. And by the way, I don't think they build a great car, but they're building cars. But all the while they're building cars, we talked about the automation side of it, which we'll come back and talk to Kent a little bit more on that as well. But, you know, Tesla is an information company right now. They are collecting data, real-world data on autonomous driving from every single Tesla that's on the road. Every one of those cars is uploading continually everything that it's finding as it's driving around. Every sign, every everything. crosswalk, everything. Every, every pothole, every bump in the road, you name it, all of that's being reported back yep. to Tesla. Tesla is collecting data across the world really if you want Mm -hmm. to want to know it that way across the world more so than any other company out there we all know that data equals dollars that's where their value is coming in they are the largest data collection company in the world today when it comes to real world driving that's where their value is coming from not because of the product they're building but because of the data they're collecting we'll be back in a moment craig hang tight don't go anywhere drive radio klz 560 At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? 
Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio And we're back. And, yes, Novus Autoglass with us today. By the way, any glass questions, please ask. That's what uh, Kent's here for. And you can always ask those questions even without being on air. So never fear. If you got a question, just let me know. I'll get that answered for you also. And, of course, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, with us as well. Got last segment of the show, about 10 minutes left is all. Craig and Wheatridge, you're up, sir. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, this morning, uh, a friend of mine has one of the uh, F-150 power boosts. You know, it's the hybrid. Yeah. And... You know, kind of. He it's would, not even a full hybrid, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, and he said he would be willing to consider, you know, he says the F-150 Lightnings, you know, the, the demand is far exceeding the supply right now, and he would consider going to a full electric Lightning. And then as he continued to talk, he said, well, you know, the, the planet's warming. You know, the global warming is, is a fact. He says, you know, we have to get off of burning fossil fuels. And I said, well... Uh, you know, I guess you're pointing toward electric cars being part of the answer. And he says, yeah. And I said, well, you know, we have to have the infrastructure for it. But, you know, where most of the energy production to produce the electricity is going to not come from strictly solar and wind. It's going to have to be, there's going to have to be some, uh, you know, coal-burning power plants to supply that electricity. And right. I said, you know, environmentally, an electric car is not any cleaner no. And, well, because and on top of that, one thing to throw into that that we all should be talking about to make sure folks really understand this is to get 
that car built and produced in the first place and the strip mines that they have and the cobalt that has to be done with child labor and on and on we go to actually get that truck built in the first place you are not helping the environment one iota well i said you None. Know, the lithium mining the lithium mining itself environmentalists would have a fit oh it's awful in the yeah it's it's torture to the earth actually it's oh, awful but the united and states isn't doing it so you know so it's not in our backyard it's not yeah, yeah exactly that's right and we're not going to report on it because that's right. yeah because ken, we don't ken is to. exactly right craig you're right yep well, then, you know, I said, what about your tires and the plastics in your interior? That's all petroleum-based. If you eliminate petroleum production, what are you, you going to run around on your tires? Right. And, you know, I, I just, I, and then no. I the, men, the, men, the problem, Craig, is, and you, and you did a good job of, of really, yeah. you know, making sure folks understand all of this. But, you know, the press, of course, and even the manufacturers have not done a good job. They have candy-coated it. They've made it look like that EV is totally environmentally friendly. and. Right. I will tell you right now, and I'll stand on this until I go to the grave, they are less environmentally friendly than a regular petroleum-based engine, diesel, or, or otherwise. Well, Not even close. Any, any full electric or hybrid battery is going to have to be replaced. Yes. Right. And, and it's even, as far as I know, let's say on a, a Honda hybrid, the battery itself is anywhere from 1500 to $2,000. That's a cheap one. Yeah. That's cheap. And that's... And the labor on top of that. Now, you take a Tesla. I have no idea what a, a full battery uh, array. A guy in, a guy in uh, Arizona will fix one for about ten grand. If you went to Tesla to replace it, it's twenty. Okay, I was I was guessing twenty to thirty possibly on some of the. Teslas. It's twenty at Tesla. It's ten for Gruber Gruber uh, Motors. I think is the name of the company in Phoenix that will fix a Tesla battery. It's it's ten to fifteen grand, which is not quite half. So you know it's it's more than half, but still it's a substantial saving over because because what's happening in the Tesla world, by the way, for everybody listening, as those batteries degrade and they get to the point where if one cell goes bad, the car's non-functioning, and everybody doesn't understand that. But if one cell goes bad, the car shuts off. It it, it won't go anywhere. You got to tow it. It's not drivable. And a lot of folks that own those, when they get to that point, just almost abandon them, if you would, Craig. Where it's just like, hey, I'm not paying to fix it. I don't want to dink with it. They're not uh, worth anything. So, so this guy in Phoenix Gruber, he'll buy those vehicles, redo the battery, sell it as a used vehicle, and and has done pretty well, I think, as sure. a company doing that. But most people, when they get to that point where that Tesla's dead, they're done with it. Yeah. To, to them, it's a throwaway car. Well, and, and the other aspect of it is, like you were saying earlier, about the government having to be involved in offering tax incentives to get people to buy mm -hmm. them. Let the, let the free market determine whether somebody wants to buy an electric Correct. car or not. Yes. Why, why, did, why should the And I, he's, I said, you know, it's government subsidies, but I said, eventually, you know where, that, where the government gets its money, don't you? They get it from the taxpayers. Yeah, they don't have so any money. Should, it's our money. So, yeah, what? It's our money that the government has, and why should... Those of us that don't drive an electric car subsidize those that want to drive right. one. And his answer was? He didn't have an answer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, that's where he walked away from me. That's, that's where it goes silent, because they don't have an answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, the, but you know, but, Craig, we've got to keep throwing those out, because otherwise nobody's going to hear the truth. Right. Well, that, that's it. You, you try to educate people that are looking, you know, say, well, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. It's, right. it's not an absolute win-win situation. That's There's correct. no form of energy that's free. Nothing. Thank you. None. And whatsoever. all an EV does is store energy. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't create yeah. any. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had. Craig, thanks. That's I'll give Dell the last word. Dell, we got a couple minutes. Go ahead, sir. Hi, John. How you doing? Good, sir. 
My own opinion on that is the libs are pushing these electric cars because they want control. They want to stop yes. us from being able. Yes, to I agree with you on that, Dale. Between one place yep. to the other. Yep. And if you look at Agenda 21, yep. that's why we're getting all of these apartment complexes. Correct. They want all the people in one little area. You cannot. So I've said it for. Control. I've said it for years now on on uh, uh, Rush to Reason during the week, Dale. You cannot control a population that is not dense, and you can't control their transportation. So if if you let people continue to drive a gasoline or diesel powered engine vehicle, and they can drive anywhere they want to, you can't control them. But the minute you put them in EVs, you can control the population. Yes, that is true. And you can't control them as long as they have the. Fa- uh, single-family homes either. That's right. You are correct. And who, and who, and who yep. can, in today's economy, who can afford four, five, six hundred thousand dollars for a new house? Great question. You know. No, you're right. Yeah. Del, I can't argue yeah. with you, Dell. You're spot on. I say the same thing during the week. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. Nope. Good stuff, Dale. Appreciate it very much. Uh, all right. Real quick, Kent, before, you know, as we end here today and talk about the technology end of things, and you see this as well, and I think there's a huge misconception that, oh, I'll just put that windshield in. I don't care if it's got lane departure and all that in it. I can just turn all that off. It's no big deal. Well, the problem is, as you said earlier, that affects a lot of other things it at times. It affects a lot of things. So Not quite that learn, easy. Learn what you're buying. Sad part, more and more cars are getting cameras on them. By 2024, I believe every car is going to have a camera system in it. But if you change the windshield, you have to get the camera recalibrated, regardless of what they say. You have no choice. So find someone or come to us. We'll help you through it, get it recalibrated, make your car safe. Otherwise, it's not going to be. It's not going to be safe. Yeah. And, and folks, let me tell you, uh, there's a lot going on in these new vehicles. Do your research. Talk to us. That's what, it's what we're here for. We do a lot of reviews and things like that. My son and I both do. Those are all up on the website. Sites, plural, as well. So you can always go look, look and see what we've done when it comes to different vehicles and so on. I guess one of the things we ought to start getting into more in each vehicle is just what technology is on it and what's involved yeah. there. Because as to Kent's point, they're not all the same. It changes from model to model, year to year. It's changing completely. And it's hard to keep up with it. If, and if there's one thing that they should do is standardize that, but there is no standardization. They do not have that. One of you as listeners, by the way, sent me a great article on all the different automation that's out there and where a lot of the manufacturers are and even what the different levels mean. I'll be honest, folks. The government right now can't even figure out what to call each level specifically and know exactly what those cars are supposed to do under that level. If they don't know that, how are they going to electrify the whole fleet? Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. Anyways. Because now they're considered an accessory. They're That's right. a safety system. That's right. right. It's an accessory. They kind of are a safety system, but they don't classify That's as right. one. All right, Drive Radio. And again, if it's Memorial Day weekend, guys, thank you very much. And uh, yes, uh, we are very thankful for all of you that have had family members that have given their lives, you as families that literally have sacrificed greatly to do what you've done. This this show will replay on Memorial Day weekend, so thank you so much. Otherwise, this is April 30th, though. Have a great weekend. Don't forget this next week, Rush to Reason Daily from 3 to 7. Otherwise, have a fabulous week and a weekend. And Sportsman Colorado should be coming up next. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.